Welcome everyone to Delighting in the Psalms. Our hope is to provide you with some reflections and responses in order to deepen your delight in God's Word. We're tracking with the Psalms in April according to the day of the week and sharing our own thoughts every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Our goal is not to be a replacement for your personal time in the Word, but to help you in your walk with the Lord. And today we'll be in Psalm 8 because it's April 8th. And it's my joy today to be joined by none other than my wife and best friend, Jillian. Hello, everyone. You guys can pray for this woman because she is locked inside with me for a long time. But here (laughs) is a fun fact that I don't even think Jillian is aware of. Do you know what tomorrow marks for us in our relationship? April 9th. That is the date. Nine years since I officially asked you out. Really? Uh-huh. How'd you figure that out? Because it's a week after my brother's anniversary. Oh. Yep. Impressive. You've erased it from your memory. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> One thing about Jillian that typically surprises people because she's so sweet and compassionate and kind is that she's also sassy. <laughs> so you're free to bring that sass into this Bible study. I'm trying my best. So we're going to read Psalm 8, and then we're going to talk about it and share some reflections and responses. To the choir master, according to the Giddeth, a psalm of David. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So, what caught your attention about Psalm 8? Um, I think the first thing I noticed, just from reading it the first time through, is uh, the, like the bookends of it so verse 1 and verse 9 are exactly the same actually so oh lord our lord how majestic is your name in all the earth um and then from there i just was kind of looking at some of the other kind of structure of the psalm it's kind of short on the shorter end Mm -hmm. um and i thought kind of you have one and nine and then in between um, you see some different like themes repeated. Yeah, and even in that bookends, just because you mentioned it, oh Lord, our Lord, there's two different lords that mm-hmm. are, or two different words for Lord. So the capital mm-hmm. Lord is Yahweh, the, the name of God, and then our Lord is most likely King. King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, oh Lord, our King. Mm-hmm. So would, how... Would you say that today? Like, would we say, oh, God, our king? Yeah, like probably. Yeah, that, is... yeah, that'd probably be, yeah. Okay. 
So what are some that you said you mentioned or you saw some themes? Yeah, I thought, I feel like when you read through it, you, I got just a picture of the creation story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think you just, even if you don't know Genesis, the creation story, I think you still would get a sense of creation just by like verse three. Um, when I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, and then later on it talks about all of the things that God created on earth, the animals, beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, fish of the sea. Um, but then specifically, if you look at Genesis, that language is very familiar mm-hmm. and very similar. I think the, the first thing I thought of or why I thought of Genesis was verse 6, dominion. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, to me, like the red flag. And then I notice other things, um, mm-hmm. just like the birds of the heavens, the fish of the sea. It just has that familiar language of, of the creation story in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even in verse 5, crowning him with glory and honor, if you read Genesis 1, it's very clear that Adam and Eve, man and woman, uh, have a specific role in creation. Like they're the only ones who God uh, creates in his image. Mm-hmm. So there's even like that, like the mm-hmm. uniqueness of mankind in the psalm. Yeah, and that was the other kind of theme that I picked up on um, to creation, but then specifically like the value of humanity in the midst of creation. Um because mm-hmm. verse five, I actually didn't think of that. That's a good point. But um, but giving humanity dominion over the rest of creation um, and to care for it. So yeah, that was the other kind of theme that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting too, the, um, the unique role that humanity has in five and six. It seems like that is connected to the care of verse four. So he's asking, who are we, that you're mindful of us, that you care for us, and kind of like, it seems like some of the evidence that he's giving as to proof that God cares Mm -hmm. for us is the responsibility that we have over the stuff that he's made. Yeah. Which is just an interesting, like I want to immediately go to, how how do you know that God cares for you? Well, he's given you responsibility, responsibility, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one theme that I noticed is God's glory displayed through weak things. Mm-hmm. So, verse two, two, out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. So, mm-hmm. like God is, it seems like what that is saying is God is defeating his enemies through a very unexpected and powerless source. Mm-hmm. But then also that seems to be a theme of what we were just talking about, that um, he's ruling creation through a weaker vessel, humanity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like that, that power displayed in weakness in both, mm-hmm. both of those. Yeah. And that's like unexpected, mm-hmm. which I think is a theme you see throughout a lot of scripture, is God mm-hmm. using like you're saying, the weak and the unexpected mm-hmm. to accomplish his goal. Mm-hmm. I think it's 1 Corinthians 1, using the weak to shame the strong. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Can I ask, I have a question? Yeah. <laughs> Jillian has great questions. No, no, I don't. <laughs> They're usually very simple. So what does you have set your glory above the heavens mean? Only because I think glory is kind of sometimes, it's a word that comes up a lot, but I don't think we use it a lot in our day-to-day language. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it could be something to kind of skip over, like we kind of get what it means, but while I was trying to think about it, more and like think about how would I explain that to someone I wasn't really sure Mm -hmm. why are you smirking at me (laughs) well do you have an answer to that question or are you putting me on the spot to answer it (laughs) it's just it's a real question (laughs) I figured we could work on it together (laughs) bible study date (laughs) well yeah what I mean it looks like it's taught it's in verse one um not that it's tied to it but Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. That's what I was going to say. Like, his majesty is in all the earth, mm-hmm. and his glory is above the heavens. Right. So it's like from both. Yes, yeah, spanning sides all of, of creation, yeah. his majesty and glory is clear. Mm-hmm. Which kind of sets up, like, it's almost like a little intro for the rest of the psalm. Yeah. Um, I guess because I. Think of that song. I don't know if anyone else. You oh asked Lord, me. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic <laughs> is your name? <laughs> yeah, so, but that just stops at in all the earth. And then, but the next line of the song in Psalm 8 is, you have set your glory above the heavens. So, yeah, I guess majesty in all the earth, glory in the heavens, is kind of in setting you up for the rest of the psalm because mm-hmm. that's what it's talking about. It's talking about, God's work in the heavens, but also in the earth, and kind mm-hmm. of those two themes. Yeah, and even the word set, you have set your glory, verse 1, um, verse 3, when I look at your heavens, and then the end mm-hmm. of verse 3, you have set in place. It seems like it's uh, it's saying what, it seems like it's saying what we are thinking it's saying, that mm-hmm. when you look around and when you look up mm-hmm. and you see the work of creation, it gives glory to the Lord. Like it it magnifies his goodness, his reputation, his power. Yeah. Yeah, I think the idea of what we're talking about, that God's glory is revealed in creation, is a theme that the psalmists come back to. Like it'll come back in Psalm 19. I think it's maybe 29 or I think it's Psalm 29 also, that the people of faith ground themselves in God's glory by looking at creation. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the things that they go back to to be reminded of who God is, what he's done, which I think is really helpful. And that, that's that been something that has served me as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good point to bring up because um, in my like doubts about God and just, you know, in times where it's been hard to believe or just questioning like how do I know this is all true and this is the real deal um creation has always kind of been the thing that has grounded me like I've I just have looked around and thought like I just don't 
see how this could all make sense without God. And for a while, I didn't think that was a very good reason. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that that was kind of, like, shallow. Like a cop-out. Yeah, kind of yeah. like a cop-out. Like, well, I guess just because creation exists, I'll believe in God. But <laughs> actually, then later in life, like, when I read the Bible more, I felt I saw that theme, especially in the Psalms, like you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. Is it in Romans? Like, that people will know... Even people who don't know God know who he is because of creation. Mm-hmm. And that just helped me think like, oh, this actually is a valid example, I mm-hmm. guess, of of who God is and his existence. Mm-hmm. And that's reflected in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, the interesting thing is, I don't think people are aware that the, like, the Psalms are not... I mean, I think people are aware. Some people may not know that the Psalms weren't just like haphazardly thrown together. Like they were actually mm-hmm. organized in a particular way. And so after the intro of one and two, you have three, four, five, six, and seven, which are lament Psalms, like mm-hmm. Psalms out of pain. And then this almost sounds like, whoa, like this is way too big of an emotional swing. But verse four, he's ask, he's basically asking like, who are we that you actually do care for us that you're mindful of us so it almost seems to be giving hope to the lamenter by looking at creation right it is amazing that god is thoughtful and he is mindful and he does care for us Mm -hmm. and here's the evidence Mm -hmm. or one of one of one of the things that can the evidence yeah yeah but there is there is tension like even in verse two there's there are foes and enemies and Mm -hmm. avengers like this isn't even you know there's a there's a global pandemic going on right now this isn't saying that creation is perfect that creation's broken but there's still goodness in it that we can see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was one of my thoughts because you just brought up the other psalms like before this one um just like thinking how the psalm 8 compared to the previous few and is it a needed reminder or like reorientation um, when the life that you're living doesn't feel like God is caring for us or mm-hmm. mindful of us. Sometimes it feels like he has forgotten and could care less mm-hmm. about what's going on in your life um, or the world. And I think while this doesn't serve as just a, it shouldn't be a quick fix band-aid of like, well, just believe that God does care for you. Right. I don't think that's what it's saying. Um, but it is saying God is in control of creation. He always has been, even now. And because of that, like you have God to go to with your confusion about why it doesn't feel like he is mm-hmm. actually in control, mm-hmm. even though he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I like that in the Psalms that you have both the freedom and the invitation to cry out and be like, God, where are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you changing our situation? Why are you allowing this to happen? But then you also have Psalms mm-hmm. that ground you, mm-hmm. almost, I mean, give you the foundation yeah. to ask those questions. Right. Like you are mindful, you are caring. We do believe this. It um, just doesn't feel like doesn't it. Doesn't feel like it. So you have both the, the evidence to believe, but then also the invitation to to wrestle. Question. Yeah. So, um, for the sake of time, do you mm-hmm. have any applications or responses that are relevant for 
people or us? Um, Did you say that was your application? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good then. <laughs> um, no, I guess just as a summary, like I kind of was thinking maybe you could boil down this psalm to saying like the Lord's work in heaven and on earth is whatever adjective you want to insert. You could just say majestic because that's what's in here. I kind of thought of like wonderful because there seems like a lot of wonder. Like he's looking at the heavens, the stars, the creation. And there's like a special emphasis on humanity is mm -hmm. what it feels like, hmm. um, which we've already talked about. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess just in remembering that summary, that when, when things feel like out of control, um, that the Lord, he does care for us. He is mindful of us. And that there's a, a unique, I guess, emphasis on us as his people. Mm -hmm. um, that will root you. Yeah. I would have two thoughts for people's response that would build on that. Mm -hmm. One is... Uh, during this time of uncertainty to go outside <laughs> and look around. Yeah. Um, like I know going for walks is something that we have been prioritizing. Mm -hmm. There's just something unique about seeing creation and seeing nature, mm -hmm. even in the midst of brokenness that can ground us. The second thing I, I think about right now is that, um, that God works through people to bring restoration. I mean, you even see in five and six, like God has given us responsibility so I think of even just like healthcare workers and people who are on the front lines that mm -hmm. um, they are exercising the dominion that God has given them in their particular field to, to bring restoration and to, you know, try to subdue <laughs> the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not completely in control. So like, yeah, we are lower than the Lord. We don't have ultimate control, but he also has given us responsibility um, and recognizing that. Um, Mm -hmm. can be helpful in this this time too mm -hmm. so there you go that's psalm 8 thanks for joining me babe on this bible study date no problem babe and thank you everyone for listening uh, our hope is that psalm 8 uh, will allow you to remember god's glory in creation uh, his power in weakness but then also his personal care and thoughtfulness of us if you're in need of a simple Bible reading plan this month, go ahead and spend time on your own tomorrow in Psalm 9 because it'll be April 9th. And then we will be back on April 10th studying Psalm 10. Thanks for joining us.